Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 431 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about taxes, and specifically, uh, we're going to be talking about the taxes that uh, President Joe Biden is expected to at least attempt uh, to levy on the richest in uh, our society today and uh, the impacts that that can have and what that may look like um, and ultimately just get this better idea of uh, what taxing the richest among us is going to uh, be like if it actually becomes a reality because so many people call for it, the president, uh, many members of Congress uh, call for uh, this type of legislation and if something like this does occur, who does it impact, um, why will it impact them in this way, uh, and ultimately what uh, is the policy going to look like once it's implemented. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, I ran across uh, an article this past weekend that I think uh, is interesting and that I think uh, many people would want to talk about. It is uh, a hot button topic and it has been for some time and it remains hot because very little uh, has been done on this front. And so, so many people keep asking for it uh, as far as um, you know, regulation and legislation um, are you know, involved, but uh, very little has been done. And that is the idea of the billionaire tax, right? Or the tax on the rich, right? You know, AOC has the whole tax the rich uh, you know, logos and memorabilia and all this type of stuff, right? Uh, but the uh, headline that stuck out to me, it said, President Joe Biden uh, to propose new 20% minimum billionaire tax. And that kind of piqued my interest because I'm like, okay, well, uh, what does a 20% minimum tax look like uh, for billionaires? And, and this has always been kind of tricky. And the reason that all of this is very tricky is because uh, much of the wealth of billionaires uh, is not what we would call liquid wealth, right? It's not in a checking account. It's not in a savings account. Uh, much of the wealth is either uh, in the ownership of a business or just in uh, the ownership of investments in general, right? Um, and to create some type of tax uh, that would get at the wealth of the richest uh, among us is going to be you know, very interesting because uh, there are many of them that don't make just, you know, outsized, stupid, large salaries relative to uh, their wealth, but their wealth is very, very high uh, because of, you know, having a publicly traded company whose, you know, stock price has, you know, really risen to a point or your ownership stake uh, has risen to a point to where you're very well off. You're very wealthy. Um, now, just the fact that that may occur doesn't mean that somebody's not going to pay any taxes. And we'll talk about that as well. But um, relative to a billionaire's wealth, they don't pay uh, large percentages of their wealth 
uh, in taxes, especially the, the top of the top uh, that are out there. And so that's why um, a lot of Democrats especially push uh, this idea of taxing uh, the richest, taxing uh, the wealthiest out there, saying that they need to quote unquote pay their fair share, right? Um, and so this is the proposal. We'll go through uh, what they're they're asking for, what they're looking for, and then you know what would this actually look like, and is this anything like uh, anything we've seen in the past, and um, you know what would it look like in its implementation? So President Joe Biden is expected to propose a new minimum tax that would largely target billionaires when he unveils his 2023 budget, according to a document obtained by CNBC. And if we didn't know this already, uh, presidents every year, um, along with Congress, they um, you know bring out these budgets, right? The budget that they want to uh, abide by for that next year. And they do so uh, in hopes of doing whatever they need to do towards their agenda. Um, you know, some have uh, decided, you know, in the far past at this point that uh, they'll use it to balance the budget, to to get rid of deficits, to uh, cut a lot of spending. Some, um, you know, just throw caution to the wind and do tons and tons of spending. And that's been um, the recent past in this country, just tons and tons of spending. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, within this budget uh, and to fund this budget, Biden wants to uh, get this new minimum tax uh, passed. Now, called the Billionaire Minimum Income Tax, uh, it would assess a 20% minimum tax rate on U.S. households worth more than $100 million. So it's not truly a billionaire tax, but most uh, of the households over $100 million in wealth are going to be close enough to um, you know that billionaire. And then there's many, many billionaire house households um, that are up there with the $100 uh, million plus. And so um, that's why they're calling it this this billionaire minimum income tax. Uh, and they expect over half the revenue from that tax to come from uh, the households worth $1 billion or more. So uh, thus comes the name of the tax. Now, this minimum tax that would make sure that the wealthiest Americans no longer pay a tax rate lower than teachers and firefighters, the document said. Now, um, again, this is a uh, fallacy in many cases, right? Um, I remember I, I did an episode a while back on this uh, ProPublica report that came out and was talking about uh, the amount of taxes uh, that billionaires actually paid. And it was looking at the amount of tax they paid relative to uh, their you know, wealth, re relative to uh, their net worth. And you know, many of the, the quote unquote tax rates there were very, very low. But the truth of the matter is, is that uh, for the typical American, uh, for you or for myself or for somebody who has a net worth of, let's say, $5 million and maybe they make you know, $200,000 a year, their tax rate is not related to uh, their wealth. Their tax rate is related to um, their income, right? Uh, and like I said previously, the income of the richest among us is not indicative of the wealth that they have in the vast majority of cases. And this is going to uh, lead to some of these, um, you know, perceived inequities in the amount uh, of tax that is paid. But ultimately, we are all treated the same way uh, when it comes to the taxes that we pay. It's just that um, when you have such large amounts of, amounts of wealth, uh, what's going to end up happening? You're likely going to live far more off of the growth of that net worth, the growth of that wealth, and end up paying uh, lower tax rates. Now, is this right? Is, should this be the case? Um, that's not necessarily my argument. My argument here uh, is that it's not different, right? It, it is 
uh, everybody is actually getting treated the same. Uh, it's just when you have that level of wealth, you can uh, benefit. And uh, this idea that they pay lower tax rates than teachers and firefighters, um, on income, uh, obviously they will pay the taxes that they owe on their income, right? Uh, but on any like realized gains from uh, their wealth, it may be long-term capital gains rate, which can be just 20% um, or, you know, any increase in wealth that they have uh, that may be tax deferred into uh, the future. So uh, this idea that they pay lower rates, uh, maybe on their wealth and maybe also on the income that they take uh, overall, but ultimately the amount of taxes that they pay drives uh, the tax revenue in this country, just period, point blank. Now, the proposed levy is expected to reduce the deficit uh, by about $360 billion in the next decade, according uh, to the document that uh, was uh, given to the press. Now, uh, if a wealthy household is already paying 20% on their full income, uh, they won't pay an additional tax under the proposal. But if they pay less than 20%, they'll owe a quote-unquote top-up payment uh, to meet the new minimum. So as a result, uh, this new tax will eliminate the ability for the unrealized income uh, of ultra high net worth uh, households to go untaxed for decades or for generations. Now, I, I thought that that statement uh, was particularly interesting. It said, uh, will eliminate the ability for the unrealized income uh, to go untaxed for decades uh, or generations. So uh, if we're talking about unrealized gains um, on investments, this is going to, again, be very hairy and very tricky uh, to you know decide upon. Like, what, what are we talking about when we're talking about their unrealized income? Obviously, you get uh, taxed on your realized income, and that's just true, period, right? Uh, if the richest person in the world decided, if, you know, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates decided they were going to sell a ton of the stock that they own, you know, in Tesla or uh, Amazon or Microsoft or whatever, uh, if they sold a lot of stock, realized a bunch of gains on those stocks, then they would owe taxes on those gains. Yes, maybe their long-term capital gains uh, rates, but nonetheless, they would owe taxes on those gains. And those would be realized gains and they would be treated as realized income. But uh, to say here that uh, the new minimum tax will eliminate the ability for the unrealized income to go untaxed for decades or generations, uh, that's interesting. And that's, you know, that brings a question to mind because then, you know, you're talking about the growth of their wealth, right? Where they may be pulling their income from uh, that will go untaxed as long as they do not sell the underlying asset, as long as they do not sell uh, the stocks that they hold. So, or the real estate or the whatever that they hold. So, um, this just brings questions to mind, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll move forward here. So it says uh, that the new tax proposal is part of Biden's 2023 budget, uh, expected to be released on, um, it says today. So uh, you should be uh, seeing that later on today. Uh, his new spending plan uh, would trim $1.3 from the deficit over the next decade, according to a fact sheet released from the White House on Saturday. And if you know anything about politics and anything about um, these budgets and economics, the idea that you could trim 1.3 trillion from the deficit over the next decade. I mean, that's that's a very um, stretch goal to say the least, especially with all of the spending uh, that we do. But uh, nonetheless, that is just you know, a, take that with a grain of salt. Now, 
that says what remains to be seen is whether Congress will move forward on Biden's proposal. Last year, uh, Senate Democrats unveiled a billionaire's tax, which would have levied uh, the unrealized capital gains of the wealthiest Americans. And this measure ultimately uh, did not proceed. Now, um, it's no surprise why a measure like that uh, would not proceed, uh, simply because the the money that would be uh, at stake for a lot of these billionaires would be absolutely huge. Um, the ability to, uh, you know, maintain the wealth that they have, and, and let's not even get into uh, the money that they give to the politicians and the lobbyists that are involved in all these different types of things. Ultimately, all the, the billionaires don't want, or the uh, rich among us do not want these unrealized capital gains uh, to be taxed. And, and then that becomes a slippery slope into like, well, do you start taxing the unrealized capital gains of the individual American like you and I, right? Uh, because I have a taxable brokerage account and I have money in that account that um, has grown and has unrealized capital gains on certain investments. Um, if they were to tax on those unrealized capital gains, uh, then you would actually have to go about selling the underlying assets, right? And creating um, the liquidity, which for you and I, even though it may be a hassle and it may be more income uh, that we had to report um, and more taxes that we had to pay, it wouldn't be hard to do and it wouldn't have a big impact on the value of the underlying asset that we held. Uh, but if you're talking about one of these billionaires, one of the richest um, having to, you know, let's say, and I'm not saying that's what they're asking here, but let's say uh, they had to pay, you know, 2% of their wealth every year. And this type of thing has been put on the table, like we're saying here. Uh, last year, Senate Democrats tried to put this on the table saying, um, you know, 1% or 2% of uh, their wealth. Well, that seems insignificant, uh, but if, you know, let's say Elon Musk had to sell 2% uh, of Tesla stock, then that would do, you know, quite a bit of damage to the stock price, right? Uh, or if, you know, you had Bill Gates that had to sell 2% uh, of Microsoft stock or, um, you know, Jeff Bezos had to sell 2% uh, of Amazon, that would do some harm, not just uh, to their own wealth, but the wealth of individuals like you and I, who may just own an index fund that is, you know, heavily impacted by uh, those very large companies. Um, and so th there's a lot of underlying impacts uh, that can be had by uh, such a situation, not not the, the least of which being uh, that you have billionaires, let's say like uh, a Mark Cuban or, you know, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank, right? These guys from Shark Tank, they have a lot of what we call uh, illiquid investments, right? It's one thing if you own a public company, right? If you own a public company or own a lot of publicly traded investments, uh, then selling shares in order to get money to pay taxes is not going to be crazy, right? It's not a crazy thing to think about. It may be inconvenient, it may cause stocks to drop, whatever, but it's not going to be a, just a crazy thing that you would have to do. But if you hold a bunch of illiquid investments, so like private investments, you see them making big investments into companies on Shark Tank all the time. And if you've got a bunch of those types of investments, well, you can't like 
sell your share in all of those investments because the likelihood that all of those small business owners are going to, or you know, even you know, medium-sized business owners are going to be able to pay you, um, you know, whatever your exit uh, would need to be is is almost impossible, right? And you would be, um, you know, kind of diminishing the trust of your ability to be, uh, you know, a, a angel investor or a, a venture capital uh, type investor, and that would deter uh, money from going into those types of investments, right? If you knew uh, as you know the a very rich individual that you were going to have to pay a percentage of your wealth every year uh, in taxes, then you wouldn't make it difficult to get to whatever percentage of wealth it is, right? You wouldn't uh, go into these, you know, privately held uh, type endeavors if you knew that you would just have to cash out of such endeavors and maybe even do so at uh, a loss. And so that's um, that's a very difficult thing, especially for those types of billionaires, you know, those that do not have a large amount of their wealth tied into uh, public markets. Now, this says in fiscal year 2021, uh, the federal deficit totaled nearly 2.8 trillion. Uh, it's about 360 billion less than in 2020, according to the Congressional Budget Office. The swift economic recovery after pandemic lows is also a factor in lowering the deficit. Uh, the White House credited the American Rescue Plan crafted to support uh, relief to struggling Americans during the COVID crisis for helping the economy grow 5.7% in 2021. Uh, not only will less economic and pandemic support uh, be needed for people and businesses, but a stronger economy uh, means higher incomes for households and businesses. Uh, because of this, the government is projected uh, to, to collect more than $300 billion in additional revenues uh, compared to last year, uh, the fact sheet stated. So um, right now, that's what we're looking at. That's uh, what this particular type uh, of tax is going to look like. Now, um, there's another thing that's going on, and, and I think uh, it, it needs to be said here along with this idea um, and it really leads you to question, you know, what, what's going on now. This is not necessarily a part of the president's plan, but this is being put uh, on the table by, um, you know, members of Congress. And uh, there, there are people that are getting behind this idea. Um, and the fact that you can say on one hand, OK, we're going to lower deficits uh, and we are going to tax uh, the wealthy more. Okay, you can say that. Uh, but then on the other hand, we're talking about uh, this idea of stimulus checks for gas and inflation, right? Uh, who would have ever guessed that this might come back along? And this just speaks to the fact that this idea of stimulus checks can be a slippery slope, right? Once, um, you know, you start handing money out to people, then, then uh, you know, where does it ultimately uh, stop? So, this is, you know, planned to be done by some states, but uh, even on a federal level, uh, there's some push to, um, you know, pay out a stimulus check for, you know, the price of gas increasing as much as it has. I don't think that this will actually happen, but uh, if you're going to push for something like that and you're pushing for higher taxation, you're not necessarily, um, you know, going for the idea of lower deficits via that higher uh, taxation. What you're ultimately going for is like, we're going to tax more so we can spend more and we're going to tax more so we can hand out uh, more. And that, um, I, I don't think that is uh, appealing to many. And I don't think that's something um, that, that holds a lot uh, of merit in the eyes of uh, the American people. And, um, who knows what the economic outcomes uh, would be, but probably not 
uh, extremely pro-growth um, over the long term. And not to mention the White House is dealing with uh, a ton of different things uh, right now that are not going too well. Um, and, you know, you just think economically, you think of the idea that, um, you know, inflation is eating away at the value uh, of the tax income that they're bringing in, the tax revenues uh, that the federal government is bringing in. Uh, they need to find some way to raise taxes somewhere because the things that they end up spending money on uh, are becoming more and more expensive. So if you're just taking, um, you know, the same old taxes, even though wages may rise, uh, if wages aren't keeping up with inflation, and generally they are not keeping up with inflation, if that's the case, then uh, in real terms, their tax, their tax revenues are dropping. And if tax revenues are dropping, the only way that they can get those back up to par uh, is to either have higher wages, which takes more time, uh, or they can just increase taxation uh, in some of these ways like what is being uh, proposed here. Now, generally, uh, would a tax like this be crazy, right? So we're talking about 20% minimum billionaire tax on their income, right? If you're just taxing the income that they bring in, like just their salaries, um, I don't think this is a bad thing, right? This is um, something that would be expected. I mean, generally on a billionaire's income or, you know, on the income of a CEO that um, is making, you know, a million plus salary every single year, some cases far more than that, um, paying 20% of that shouldn't be uh, crazy because the federal government says via the tax brackets that you know they should owe uh, at least that much. Now, um, I, I think that makes plenty of sense. Now, if you are trying to dig at the idea of uh, unrealized capital gains, or you're trying to uh, get to this idea of unrealized income being taxable, um, then you're starting this this slippery slope, right? And then you know, right now it's going to be the hundred million dollar households, uh, and then maybe tomorrow it's the uh, ten million dollar households, and then the million dollar households, and then you start dipping into uh, people like you and I who have done good things uh, with their money and that have ended up building wealth, and then um, you know they have to pay such a tax uh, as well. So. Ultimately, I'm not saying that everything has negative motives here. I think this is a far more uh, watered down idea uh, than the idea of just the straight up wealth tax. Uh, but I think that the president is trying to uh, keep a promise, right? Trying to keep the promise of uh, taxing the the rich more and and taxing the uh, you know not taxing the the general individual uh, as much. Now, on a general note, uh, I don't think you know, additional taxes is ever going to be a good thing economically, right? Uh, because ultimately, if you're increasing taxation uh, on wealthy individuals, you're also decreasing their ability to use excess cash flow that they have uh, to make other investments or to, um, you know, do certain things that are going to be productive uh, for society as a whole and to provide uh, investment for uh, small business owners and to provide uh, money that people would need to uh, get businesses off the ground and to grow things and to be innovative and all those types of things. All of those things are very, very good things. And anytime you're taxing those who have that big of a reach, who have the ability to make big differences in society like some of the richest out there do, um, then that can be uh, a loss that's associated. Now, the other question is, will this ever uh, get past Congress? Um, 
I, I don't know, right? I, I don't know if it will. I, I would think that uh, many of the, the moderate uh, Democrats would have a, a hard time uh, swallowing any type of tax increases. They didn't uh, necessarily like it last year, and um, I don't know if they'll like it this year uh, either, even if it's something like this that is a bit more uh, watered down. But I thought that this was interesting. I thought this was something uh, that you all may be interested in because it is such a hot topic. It is something, um, and I, I've given you some of my opinions on things today. Obviously, I'm not a big fan uh, of excess taxation. Um, do I think that everybody should uh, be taxed fairly? Sure, but then the question is like, what is fair, right? Uh, is fair equal or is fair unequal? Is uh, you know, fair based on your wealth or is fair based on your income or is fair based on your income until your wealth is this much and then it's based on your wealth or your wealth and your, it, like it, it all gets very hairy, right? And so um, I don't envy those who try to create legislations that do create uh, some type of equality among uh, the tax code. And there's no doubt that the tax code is so crazy and is so, um, you know, just jumbled and, uh, you know, almost contradictory in many cases and leaves loopholes and all these types of things because, um, I mean, there's just so many people uh, who want different things and there's uh, so many different things that you're trying to control for and make sure that uh, this is taken care of while still leaving this open. And it's just um, a part of, you know, regulation that I'm, I'm really glad that I would not have any part in. But uh, nonetheless, right, uh, I think that fair taxation is a good thing, right? Do I think that um, you know, generally we should all pay uh, a percentage of our income? Sure, right? Uh, do I think that there are probably loopholes open uh, to people who, you know, have information uh, that others don't that uh, makes the tax code more beneficial to them? Sure, right? I think that's probably the case. Uh, but do you fault those who, uh, you know, have all of the wealth or have the high incomes, or do you fault the code itself? Do you fault Congress itself for not having um, a, you know, stronger regulation against uh, certain lacks of taxation, right? Who uh, do you ultimately fault? Because let's not act like uh, you and I don't always look for, uh, you know, a high tax return. Well, what does a high tax return mean, right? We talked about this before. If you got a big tax return, which you shouldn't, and I don't want you to, right? But everybody seems to like one. Why? Uh, because if you get a big tax return, uh, what that ultimately means is that means that you paid more in than you should have, right? And so they gave it back to you, right? So ultimately, we all like uh, when it's determined that we don't have to pay as much because if we had to pay more than uh, what we had put in, then we would owe uh, more taxes and nobody tends to like that, right? So everybody tries to decrease their taxable income. Everybody tries to decrease in a legal way um, their taxes as much as possible. Uh, and undoubtedly, you know, if you have people who have very high net worths, who have very high incomes, who uh, can afford some very good legal and accounting minds, uh, then what are they going to do? They're going to make sure that they pay as little in taxes in a legal way as possible. And I believe if they're doing it illegally, that's completely wrong, right? Uh, but if they are doing it in a legal manner, then, you know, who is ultimately at fault here? So, um, and anyway, just some thoughts from me, but um, this is something maybe, you know, you can talk about, something you may, uh, you know, want to leave some good comments for me about, uh, and just kind of see where you're at, see, see what you think about 
uh, taxing the, the wealthiest in this way um, and uh, see how, what you think about this versus like a straight up wealth tax or something uh, like that. So let me know in the comments down below. Uh, I'll be sure to start uh, a little polite discourse, right? This isn't anything political. This is just something that's, that's going on right now and that um, you know can impact uh, our economy in a very real way and can impact uh, the very wealthy in a very big way. Is this applicable to most of our lives? No, uh, but it doesn't mean that we don't like to talk about it and give our opinions anyway. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites. Tell me that you're interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.